Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. In this episode, we react to the quarterfinal games of Euro 2021 and look forward to the semi finals. Christopher Verratti gets a nod ahead of Patrick Locatelli in this one. So lads, we're going to go through the uh, quarterfinal results there. Obviously, the last of the quarterfinals was, was last night. So we'll go through it uh, as they happened. The first one was Spain against Switzerland. It was one all in in um, normal time and extra time. So it went to penalties and Spain went through uh, 3-1. Uh, Kenna, do Spain deserve a lot of credit? They're into the semis now. They have, I don't think they've looked really, really convincing. What's your thoughts there? I think any team that has got through so far deserves credit, but Spain, for me, do not look convincing whatsoever, uh, especially the back two, Laporte and uh, Pau Torres. I don't know if it's because they're both left-footed, but they really look sloppy. The goal that they conceded for Shakiri um, was a mix-up between the two. Um, Switzerland, I think, were unlucky in that game. There was a red card uh, in that game that was never a red card. It just shows you about English referees, but... Spain go through 3-1 on penalties. Yeah, um, I don't have any hope for them, really. Yeah, um, Chrissy obviously kind of speaks about the red card there. Do you agree it, it wasn't a red card? Yeah, and probably not a red card for me, to be honest. Um, just, I just didn't think it was a red card. And I just think there's, while we were praising that start with VAR and the refereeing decisions, I don't know, I think as the tournament's gone on, maybe it's been a bit more mixed towards getting decisions right and wrong yeah. um, and I think because of the way the, the referees are regards decisions it, there's a lot of there is a lot of diving going down and a lot of freeze being given easily and stuff like that I'm starting to notice this tournament's gone on so you know I suppose we're always going to talk about decisions but I suppose it's just one of those where they're going to go with you and against you and I think the best teams will get through you know no matter what at the same time regardless of those decisions Yeah and I think for, for Switzerland once they get the red card all they're thinking about is penalties, isn't it? Yeah. The biggest chance to win that game is because Spain had so much possession. Again, it wasn't much of a cutting edge, as kind of mean mean the lad spoke about before. But as soon as Switzerland got to the, the penalties, I was thinking, oh, that's their best chance. And I think they they're obviously lucky in the end. There's some some great standout performances in that team. You know, like Shakiri done very well, and I think Akanji at the back has been very good for the whole tournament. I think he's been yeah. solid. But yeah, I think Spain, like I said, yeah, summer, really, yeah, yeah, summer and goal. Like, he he if we're doing a team in the tournament, I'd say he'd be he'd be the goalie. Obviously, Don Donnarumma's. Well, we, we, that's another that's another day's podcast, as I say. But yeah, I think he's been brilliant. He's he's like the hero for them, and good to see them. Like I said, not not a massive nation with loads of kind of experience and you know history, winning the kind of tournaments and things like that. So it's great to see a team like that going through. And they were very unlucky in the end, as I agree. Granite yeah. Granite Xhaka big in that game for them. Yeah, it was it was he? It's suspended, wasn't he? Two yellows, yeah, big miss in that game. It's hard, it's you know, it's funny to even say that, isn't it? Jacka, like you know, he done so well against France, but to get suspended yeah. there, Zakaria, who I'm a big fan of, didn't have a good game, deflected for the own goal, um, but he didn't fill the boots of Shaka there very well. What do you, would you think he was a big loss for that game? Yeah, definitely, Kenneth. It's, it's a great point. I forgot, forgot to mention that as well, but you've you seen how good he was, even um, me and Dixon were talking about in the last one, how good he was against France. Um, so yeah, you could, you could see him giving the team talk and all after kind of ninety minutes in between the the two sides of extra time. But yeah, they definitely missed him in there. And Zakaria, you spoke about Kenny. It's mad the way uh, he actually was man marking Pedri. It's just crazy. I remember we talked about Pedri previously about how good he is at eighteen and the fact that he's been man marked in the game. 
you know, that's that's probably what took away from Zakaria's performance. Obviously, he gets the own goal, but yeah, I think um, Pedri is very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Great point there. But yeah, as I said, uh, Spain go through and they'll they go on to face Italy. So that's that was obviously the next game. Um, so Italy against Belgium, I thought it was a brilliant game. That's um, yeah, Chrissy, who stood out. Uh, obviously, did you enjoy the game as well? I think you did. Um, who stood out for you, and um, what did you think of the game overall? I thought I thought it was a great game. I think Immobile's goal, where he kind of just shifts the ball into right and then just curls it in the corner, was unbelievable. Yeah, um, that's Insigne, yeah. Insigne. Or Insigne, sorry, not Insigne. Insigne. I thought, fantastic goal. Absolute crap. Just into the corner. But I thought, for the defending for that, I thought it was horrible because he goes inside the man and Belgium just literally back, back and back, back. They don't even go to him. Um, and I thought that was a real, you know, I just thought it was poor defending in general. Um, I didn't think Belgium's defence is very good. I know, um, I think we spoke about that before, just about Belgium's defence and how it's, just not as good as it needs to be to go further in the tournament, really. I thought Lukaku held the ball up well at stages. Um, I thought he won a huge chance there to score. He just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. It was just, the ball was just bouncing around at the post, and he just couldn't get it in. But I think it's the same, lads, for, for Italy that have been uh, going well for, I suppose, for the whole tournament. I think Don Rum has been excellent as a keeper. Um, I just think they're solid at the back. Cellini and Benucci... One's 36, the other's 34 in a big tournament, and they're still putting in those performances. I think it's just tremendous. Like, And I think Italy have a great balance. They're, they're very good defensively, and they're very creative going forward. Um, and I think they're, for me, they're the real favourites going into it. But the game as a whole, it was very enjoyable. And like Belgium, uh, it didn't die down, but you know, Italy were deserving winners overall, you have to say, at the same time. Yeah, I think I think the um I think Belgium were actually lucky to go in at two one at half time. They get the goal right on half time the penalty. And we had a bit of an argument about the, the penalty. But anyway, they score it and they, they go into the second it changes the complete completely changed the second half. Kenna, um I think Belgium missed um obviously they had Torben Hazard, but they missed Eden Hazard, didn't they? Yeah, I, as I said, I would have went fancy them to go through if they had Hazard and De Bruyne, but Hazard definitely you know, he has that trickery down there. Um, although I must say, I, I was very impressed with Doku. Very impressed with yeah. his performance. Um, I thought he stood out for me for the Belgian side. If we're talking about people that stood out in that game, he may have raised his price tag. He's, uh, he's only 18, you know, and he's really talented, speed. He won the penalty, which in my opinion was a penalty. It's a push right in the back. Um, but he, I thought he stood out for me, as you're saying, standout players though, uh, daily has to be Jorginho, has to be. He was absolutely immense in that game. Won everything against De Bruyne. Again, again, his passing, he moves that ball so quick to get the ball to Insignia, to move the ball forward, takes it under pressure. He's he's untouchable to that Italian side, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. I know I'm a Chelsea fan, of course, but I've been a critic of him, as you know. And I just think he's really had one of the standout players, if not the standout of this tournament. But Italy, Barella again, wow. Yeah. The guy is going to be really, really sought after, yeah, as he already is, but even more so. Uh, Spinazzola, very sad to see. Um, yeah. The six, seven-month layoff, uh, tearing the, bad tear in the Achilles. Um, I have to say, Italy do deserve it. Belgium, as, as uh, Chrissy said, that uh, missed by Lukaku right at the back post, but he had another chance as well where the ball deflected in the air. 
um, right across the goal line, and he should have put it in as well. Hazard, I think, was the missing piece for Belgium. The defence, I'm not a fan of. Like, you just see Martinez putting his hands together, trying to get tactics on the sideline. And, uh, you know, seeing his face after, you know, delighted to see. But um, Hazard, big miss for me. Even though he hasn't been around for a long time now, for since his move to Real Madrid, if you can turn that on the second lad, 60% Hazard is as good as anyone on the pitch. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think they definitely missed them, uh, Ken, as you said. Um, Chrissy, um, Locatelli had a great group stage. He didn't start the last two games, I think I'm right. He definitely didn't start uh, the game against Belgium, and Verratti started. And obviously, when we got the when he got the yellow card early, you you kind of come that you didn't you don't trust him on the yellow. And I kind of said, look, because if he was one nil down or two nil down, I wouldn't trust him on the yellow. I thought he was brilliant, and it just shows how good Italy are if they, you know, if Locatelli can have that good of a, of a, of a group stage and still not get into the team. That that's how outside good they are. What do you think of that, and what do you think of Verratti's performance? Yeah, I thought I thought it was very harsh to bring Verratti in, even though he's a top quality player. I thought it was very harsh. I think if a player is playing really well, you know, he's keeping the other player out of the team, regardless of what that player has done or how good that player is. You earned that, um, and I think Locatelli did that, but. Brady comes back in, excellent player. I just think the way he plays the game, he's so intense with his tackling, he's fiery. I just thought that, you know, it all it takes is one missed time tackle and the way the referees are at that tournament, there's there's guys jumping all over the ground and it's just you could be a second too late and then it's second yellow and that game changes completely. But he did hold himself well. Um and he I thought he played really well. But for Locatelli, I'm disappointed for him. Um, you know, I think he was going extremely well. Uh, I think he deserved to stay starting, but I suppose Verratti's past and how good he is probably got him back into the team. But I'm just loving watching Italy. I just think all their players in their team, Locatelli, Verratti, Mobley and Signia, they're all expressing themselves so well on the ball um, and they're just great to watch. Yeah, they've been they've lived the tournament for me, Italy. They've been the one that I think uh, Dixon had them from the start, didn't he? He had them to win it from the yeah. start. My uh, my three predictions are all knocked out, but we'll skip that part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Dixon, Dixon went for Italy. Um, he he was giving it all that. He he, he kind of was he, he was kind of hinting that he was going for Portugal to win it, wasn't he? And then when he came out to his predictions, he actually went to Italy. So he, he looks like he looks like he's right. Um, a big big Italian fan. Um, yeah, Benucci and Chiellini, kind of like as Chrissy said, for the age they are, just proper defenders, aren't they? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, um, real Italian style defenders. It brings back, like, you know, memories of you know, 2000, like the Cannavaros, and of course, not to that level, but you know, really, yeah, tough tackling, everything on the line, throw your body in front of everything. Chiellini going 37 this year, you know, and he's signing a new deal at Juve, and no surprise, he's on supreme form in this tournament, even with the injury he had early on. Benucci has been extreme in this Brilliant. tournament, I have to say. Like, if I was the Italian manager at the start of it, I would have had Bastone in that, in that side, the Itali- um, the Inter Milan, young defender, yeah. won the uh, Serie A. I'm a big fan of Bastone, especially in that sort of a game there with Lukaku up against him and uh, Pace on the side, but they managed it so well. Um, extremely impressive though I have to say Mancini's man management of this side has been very impressive as well I know we were just saying Verratti there mm. but 
I have to give credit to him when he stuck to Chiellini and Benucci. He knows his pairing, and uh, he's done very well. And the two boys, they're extremely well so far. Yeah, so Italy's uh, unbeaten run goes on. Uh, we move on, lads. Uh, Czech Republic against Denmark. Uh, Czech Republic won, Denmark two. Uh, I think everyone's rooting for Denmark, and it's great to see them win. Uh, Chrissy, what do you think of that that game? Obviously, Czechs get a goal just after half time. It's a little bit shaky. But I thought Denmark were quite good. Actually, deserved to go through. What do you think yourself? Yeah, I thought Denmark were very good. Um, I think they're a kind of a good team. They're surprising in ways that they got through, but I think they played great football. And you have, you do have the Ericsson factor. It was a horrible thing that happened, but. They have they have even more now to play for really because they're obviously you would say if we're going to you know we're going to play for Christian Eriksen or whatever and it does yeah. give them that bit boost so I feel like everything is on the line for them so it is giving them a little boost with everything that happened um, so I know I, th- I think they're I think they're doing great I think they've got some they've got some great players they're they're creative they're giving everything they can that the little scares again check but I just think that in those games. You don't want to be you don't want to be winning three and four nil. I think the grit and the get through games like that set you up better for for games that are going to come. And I think the fact that they were put under pressure um, actually helps them more going into the next games. And um, because well, I know we're going to speak about England, but you want games challenging you. So when you go into the next game, you kind of have a good game under your belt, you know, instead of coasting through. So I think it'll really stand to them. Yeah, good point on the Ericsson thing. I think it did galvanise the squad. Um, I think they are kind of giving them that extra impetus to to kind of go on and, and play for him, kind of, you know, that kind of way. Uh, and obviously they have they have experience in the past, don't they, with, uh, with winning the Euros in 92, I think it was. So I imagine they've done it again. And like I said, they're in the semi-finals now. Uh, kind of who impressed? I know you're, you're, I know you're a fan of Sheik and he got another goal there. He looks a top player, but who impressed you? Did anyone else impress you on, on either side? Uh yeah, so Denmark side Malia down the left, the left wing back, um, very impressive this tournament again. Superb performance for Denmark. The cross outside the foot for Dalberg's goal was amazing, unbelievable, uh, amazing cross. Um, Delaney was actually very impressive in the midfield. I thought he did a very good performance. The three centre backs though, the three centre backs on uh, the Denmark side are very competent. There, Vastegard, uh, Kier, and Christensen has been immense yeah. again this tournament. But if, I, if you notice from when I know the whole the Ericsson thing, as bad as it was, that game when they first set up, they were 4 2 3 1. And since that, there they've changed their whole system to, you know, a back three, two full backs, two in the middle, and three attack. And uh, Damsgaard again, his vision is very, very impressive. Um, one twos. And, you know, I have to say on the other side of the coin with Czech Republic, Sheik. You know, the guy's price tag is going up and up and up. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, How uh, many goals is that, Kenny? He had four or five goals, isn't he, Sheik? Five goals, I think that is now, um, for Patrick Sheik. And he really is uh, impressive. He's, isn't he? I think, you know, Barosh was the last sort of player back in 2004 to hit a certain amount of goals for Czech Republic in the tournament, and he got a big move to Liverpool. Um, Barosh, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He got a big move then. Schmeichel, though, as well. I have to give a shout-out to Casper uh, Schmeichel. He made some great saves in the second half there. And, uh, yeah, I think the Denmark side, you know, they have that grit, as Chrissy said, that real fighting spirit. But 
I think, you know, the way they set up is so good. Melia would be the most impressive for me um, on the left side. He can play left or right, wing back, but he's been so impressive. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned Milan Barros. It's a good pub quiz question as who was the top scorer in the year 2004. It was uh, Big Milan Barros. He, he didn't get many after for Liverpool, but he was actually with Liverpool at the time. He, he already had his big move, kind of. But yeah, he, he was just a strange one there. Um, but um, yeah, I think, like I said, Sheik looks like an unbelievable player. Um, he's just banging in goals, isn't he? And that's 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 all he can do. Yeah, Damsgaard, I was going to say so. I was going to mention him, kind of, but you already did. He think he's uh, been very impressive. I think uh, Chrissy would agree. Uh, fair play to Czech Republic, you know, a quarter final for for a side like them. You know, they don't really have any really really. Except for Sheik, who obviously, if you were going into the, the tournament before it started, you wouldn't really be picking out Sheik. You would have said, look, he's a good player, plays for, for Leverkusen, but I don't think anyone would have expected him to do what he's done. Um, so, yeah, fair play to Denmark. I think we're all kind of supporting, the whole world is supporting him after what happened. Just just say as well there, Elliot, just, I think I, Kufal needs a shout-out too. I think he's got three, four assists in this tournament. I think he's been really, really good. Um, I know... We would have known a bit about him before he came, but I think he's really been uh, a shining light for Czech in the tournament. And I think three, four assists for a defender is a really good accomplishment for him. I think he's done really well. And Suchek in there, I think, yeah, he gets more of a license to go forward. I just don't think he has that as much of a license with Czech, with Czech Republic. So I think, yeah. but I think he's played well. I think he's played. Well. He impressed you, Ken, in some games, didn't he? Impressed me, yeah. But Sufal, I've mentioned a few times on Definitely, um, yeah. Euros there, and I, I've been very impressed with him. Of course. We know him from West Ham, but he's such a real fighter, isn't he? He's like a bullfighter yeah. in there on the right side, and you know he he has a he has an end product to him as well with delivery, mm-hmm. as you know. He said that he's got a very good end product. Um, Suchek, massive fan of Suchek. You know he had a great season last year, and he carried it on to the Euros. Um, yeah, I, I felt a bit sorry for them. They they really did put it up to Denmark in the second half. It was. That first goal really let them down, wasn't it? The free header. It was a free header. Yeah, it was not any like it was really a free header. Second goal was just an incredible goal. Like, you know, where was the defending again? Second half they came out a different side. And uh yeah, I'm I was very impressed with so far the whole tournament and shout out to Czech Republic did a very good job. Yeah, so Denmark go through in that one. Uh we'll move on to the last game, which was on last night, Ukraine nil, England four. Um, we have uh, we we've well me and Kenna especially have slated um Southgate in the past, but like like I said, Chrissy, I think you might have done as well, but you you haven't been on the last couple of podcasts. But he's been that's that's semi-finals in the last two big tournaments for Southgate, Chrissy. What's your thoughts there? Obviously, England deserve a lot of credit, don't they? Yeah, he's he's getting set up right. As much as he's getting criticised for how defensive it is and all of that with the two defensive midfielders in front of the back four, they do look really solid, to be fair. Um, and you can complain about it and you can say with all the players they have and the attacking players, he should be setting up different. But he's after getting this this far so far and he's, he's doing well. Um, they're, they don't look like in season a lot of the time. I don't think Ukraine had many chances. They are scoring goals, um, and look, if they sit back with that kind of back six, um, and then they have great attacking players to hit on the break, they really can cause teams damage. And when you have a striker like Harry Kane, who is just pounces on opportunities like he did, like that ball just rolled in behind, but he was on it so quick just to poke a pass the keeper. 
Um, Sterling's haven't done great. Um, he, he's been so poor with City all year, and now he's scoring goals and assists and, and just doing so well. So I think, in fairness to Southgate, you know, the look of him annoys me, but he he's he's getting it right, to be fair to him, with Phillips and Rice sitting in there. He brought on Henderson then for a bit of experience, and he, he kind of didn't really change it. He likes to keep the two there, and he likes to kind of, I suppose... He's wary maybe defensively of that team. Maybe he doesn't trust those Maguire and Stones behind him that much. And he feels like he needs to keep the two there. But it's working for him so far. And whatever team does play England, whoever they get, whether it's in the final or semi-final, they're going to find it hard to break them down because they really do keep the two defensive midfielders there in the back line. So from that point of view, I think Gareth Southgate would be very pleased. Yeah, what I was looking at there, obviously before the game, I thought England would win, um, but I was hoping that look it would be tense and and it would be a bit anxious for the first kind of half an hour, first half of the match. But as soon as they get that early goal, what two minutes in or something like that, just killed all that. So that anxiety and that kind of nervousness that they would get, it just was it was just taken away just because they get that early goal. A great ball by Sterling and and Kane's Kane's backfiring now, kind of so like it all started to look good for England, isn't it? Yeah, no, they really they had a, that was a dominant display yesterday with you know few class performances there. Like big big shout out to Luke Shaw. I have to say Luke Shaw has been amazing this tournament. From you know the, I think it's three assists now as we're saying so far. But Shaw, his delivery and his def- his defending is top class as well. But his delivery for the goals were incredible. Um, and he's running down the left side. Like I have to really give him a big shout out. I like the way <clears throat> Southgate yesterday went 4-3-3, went with a more creative sort of side. Like Mountain there yesterday was superb defensively and attacking. Um, that's what he does. Though. He, that's what Mason does. He's a superb midfielder all around. Um, Sancho in the side, bringing that pace there, skill, trickery. Um, Sterling, as we said, there's having an amazing tournament for England in their sense that, you know, I didn't. I haven't rated England at all in the other games too defensive, but um, I think the only real suspect in that side, in that eleven there, and I agree with Chris, the two defensive midfielders in there um, for cover, but the one real suspect that stands for me is Kyle Walker. I still, I I think he has lapses and moments that you know really just would could catch. You know, could catch you out. They could have been cut out once or twice in the first half with one twos down the right side that you know Czech Republic or sorry the Ukraine never took advantage of. And uh, I just think he's the real, he's the weakness for me in that side. Um, you look at the subs bench there. Yes, they Grealish and Foden didn't even get on. That's how strong that England side is. It's so strong. Yeah, you'd probably argue, Ken, that they probably have the best squad in the in terms of squad depth in the tournament. Oh, yeah. um, a word on Ukraine, they obviously they, get, they played 120 minutes against Sweden, didn't they? They got the goal in the 120th minute or something like that. So they were yeah. absolutely zapped. And as soon as that second goal went in for England, right at, right after half time, they just collapsed, didn't they? Um, yeah. unlock, great, obviously, a word on them. They get to the quarter final. Uh, Yarmar Dixon, oh, sorry, Yarmar Lenko um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't just do one more in fairness to him. But fair play to Ukraine and obviously Shevchenko there as well. But it just looked like a bridge too far. And I think. They they did well they did well to beat Sweden in the end to get to the quarterfinals. So fair play to them. But 
what do you think there now, Elliot, yourself? Does that raise Shevchenko's kind of stock, getting them so far there? He's oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, he looks like he could get a big a big club job now, kind of. I'm not sure... I'm not sure where and kind of where is free, but that to get Ukraine to get Ukraine to um to a quarter final in a major tournament that's unbelievable. And it's not even a you wouldn't say it's a it's a good Ukraine side. You know you have you have Zinchenko, you have um, Yarmolenko, but there's not really that many players that you'd you'd say. And if you were, were telling someone look you'll get to a they'll get to a quarter final, you'd think oh well who's the manager there? He must be doing well. And he already has Shevchenko's already a well known name, so I'm sure he wouldn't uh, he won't be short of offers, kind of. Uh, okay. Kind of going forward, but I'm happy. Actually, I like Shevchenko. I think he was always, was always a player I like. Serie A would be a good place to start from. I think going forward, I know he's managing the Ukrainian league, but Serie A would be a good place. I think for him. Yeah. To get but it. Soon, to get it. Soon, move. Yeah, but as soon as that early goal went in, it was just. Uh, oh, it was game it, over. It was game over. Yeah, they had a couple of half chances in in the first half, but then then the second goal was in completely over. Um, Harry the stars Kane. Like- Harry Kane. That's that, what more can you say? Yeah. Have the Stars aligned for England? I think they aligned for them at the World Cup and they didn't take of it. They have a, quite an easy run the World Cup. Um, yeah, the, only, the only really big team that they played is Germany. Like that's that's a fact. You know, um, what do you think there, Chrissy? What do you think? Do you think if England play like, like I said, they're they're playing the winner of Denmark. Oh, sorry, they're playing Denmark in the semis. Do you think England can be found out, or do you think they've actually they're too impressive? They can, they can be found out, but I think I just think they dismantled Ukraine, who they were heavy favourites going in against. Um, they they got through that game very easily, um, and I think that's going to stand to them because I think the pressure will be on them again, and there'll be favourites going into that game. Mm. But I think getting over a team that were heavy favourites against so easily, I think will actually stand to them again. But they always have huge pressure all the same, so I think uh, I think they'll cause them more trouble, Denmark. I think it'll be a harder opposition for England, but I do, I do, ex- I do expect them to go through. They have so many good players, um, they defensively then they do have the two guys sitting, and as Kenneth said, Walker is the weak link. Um, I think if they spot that Denmark, they can exploit it. But Pickford then is another thing in the goal. I, I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust them. Yeah. You know, if you hit shots from. 30 yards outside the box and you, you follow the ball in, he will spill it. You, you don't know what he's going to do. Um, was It was Pickford that did that. Was it Pickford that did the crazy kick there the other day where it went up in the air again? Nice yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the sort of stuff we've seen Jordan Pickford doing the Premier League. So, you know, England keepers have cost him in the past. It wouldn't be the biggest surprise if Pickford had a mistake or two in the game. But you do, oh, uh, at the same time, you expect England to get through. You really do. Uh, I think Pickford hasn't really been tested, but England should be beating Ukraine four 0 lads. Then surely yeah. I'm right there. They should be beating them four 0 So it's not as if they've they've done something amazing. They should be beating Ukraine four 0 Kenny, you've something to say there? Yeah, well, they should be. But you know, Pickford's the first goal England goalkeeper to keep seven clean sheets. Now I know he missed a couple of games with Pope. He's the first one to keep seven clean sheets since uh, Banks in '66. You know, so who would have thought? Um, yeah, who would have thought that England now? What well, they've they've got all clean sheets so far, and mm. Harry Kane is one goal off Gary Lineker. I think now to be England's top scorer in you know European and World Cup competitions. You know, nine goals, Lineker's ten. So you know England, they are on a bit of a roll. That one there, that's a performance. I know they should be beating Ukraine, Elliot. You're right, but they should be doing it in style. 
if you're beating Ukraine, you should be beating them in style. Look what they did against Scotland. They should be beating Scotland. Mm, true. But they, you know, they didn't. But yesterday they done it in style. And uh, obviously we're not up for England. We're not supporting England. But the, as a neutral, if you want to watch football, you want to see it done well. And they did do very well yesterday. Yeah, I think um, that's... Um... That's enough uh, praise for England, lads. I think we'll agree with yeah. me there. We'll move on to the, the obviously the semi-final ties. Uh, so it's Spain against Italy. Uh, I'm going with Italy in that one, lads. I've uh, Dixon's got me on side there in the, the Italian brigade here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna think I think Italy will beat them. Italy have impressed me. Um, Spain haven't really impressed me, but like I said, fair play. They're getting during the semi-final during the last four. I'll go Italy. What are you thinking, lads? Can you go first there? Who are you thinking? Uh, this one is a no-brainer for me. I'm going to go Italy. I just think Spain have been lucky, especially at the back um, this tournament. Pedri has been a revelation, but Donnarumma and goal, the presence from crosses, I don't see Morata or anyone causing them any trouble. Um, the only thing for Italy is who comes in to replace Spinazzola. Is it going to be Emerson to come in and fill in at left-back, or are they going to move Di Lorenzo to left-back, bring Florenzi in? Mm. I I definitely think Italy they just have too much class. Jorginho, Verratti, Insigne, Mobley didn't have a good game the last one, but you know, you know coming up against this centre back pair, and I think uh, this will be done in ninety minutes, and uh, I'll go two 0 to Italy. I agree, Kenneth. Wex, would you uh, would you concur with that as well? I would, yeah. I think it'll be a travesty after the way Italy have played so all tournaments to go out. Even if Spain played extremely well and Italy were not at it, I think it'd be really disappointing to see Italy go out. They've been Great, I, I think, all tournament. So many great players to watch. Um, and I think Spain have kind of stumbled to this point. They deserve credit for getting there, but they have stumbled. Um, you know, they're going to get very few chances. Is Morata going to take them, really? I think they'll be looking more to Lisa Ferran Torres, who I think has done well and got goals. Um, I think he could be maybe their shining light to get goals. But you have to expect Italy. They've just, they're just, just been too good. Um, and I expect Italy to go through and, you know, I'll be delighted if they go through, to be honest. Yeah, I think we're, we're all going Italy there. So, obviously, the question is who's going to face them in the final then, realistically. So, is it going to be England or Denmark? Kenna, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's a tough one to really call this one because the last time these two met was only back in October and Denmark won at Wembley 1-0. Uh, Ericsson did score a penalty that game. Maguire, Reece James got sent off, so... Why Denmark have been playing this tournament? It's not as Chrissy said. The grit in the last game. I know they won two one. You know against them, England four 0 But I, I think the Danes would be hard to beat there. Like you're saying, breaking England down. Denmark, Hoybier, Delaney. They can, like they will England attack. Do they need to go to? I think England might go to a back five. They don't need to. I think if they stay the way they are, I think England. I, I do think England will go through. It's at Wembley. I think the, you know it's an advantage as well. I think absolutely home stupid. game. Like I think it's stupid the way England have played all their games at Wembley. It's such a bias. I do think now personally, yeah. but but the last uh, one was in Rome, wasn't it? The, the game yeah, last yeah, night. That's the only one that they played away. That yeah, you know the, the finals in Wembley. So and both semis. Yeah, I'll go England to win this, but two one. I think uh, Denmark would be hard to beat, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me if this went into extra time. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I would go England to go through. I think England will go through, but I think it's going to be a tougher game. It certainly won't be a foreign England, I don't think, anyway. But I haven't been uh, too right about these things in the past, especially this tournament. But um, Chrissy, are you going with Denmark? Or are you are you sticking with, with England to win, to go through? 
Well, I hope then, Mark, we end up at the Laney in midfield. So he definitely has an Irish relation of some sort. He must have a grandmother or something. So I'm hoping that right. might play a little part in it. The baby, the fighting Irish and him might get Denmark over the line. But in all seri- seriousness, um, I, I can't I can't really see. I think Denmark will put up a good fight. It might be edgy for England at times, but I, I can only see England going through, really. I just think even if they play poorly... They just have a striker like Harry Kane, who we've seen in the past, would get you out of trouble. He'll just, he'll just, the ball will break and he'll score. Um, yeah. So I think even if it's a bit edgy, I, I could see Kane getting England out of trouble. So it has to be England for me, unfortunately. So we were kind of predicting England against Italy in the final. That'd be, a, especially at Wembley, that'd be a juicy enough final, actually, wouldn't it? If, if England go through. Yeah, very, very much so. I do think it would be a very juicy final. Um, it's at Wembley. It's the, like, you know, you'd wish it was somewhere like the Amsterdam Arena or Munich where it's just different altogether. But um, England, Italy, that would be very, very juicy. Like, you know, you, you, you'd wonder, well, is there an advantage for England or is the experience of Italy going to come true? We'll, we'll see when if it comes to that. Yeah, interesting stuff, lads. Thanks for listening to the Flatback 4 podcast. It looks like we're predicting England against Italy in the final in Wembley on Sunday. We you agree? Let us know on Facebook and Instagram. Can Italy stop football coming home? Hopefully. Hopefully.